Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Izzy, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Izzy and I'm on What Izzy Cooks on Instagram and also whatizzycooks.com is my blog. And... As I said before we started recording this, I don't understand how she's not already famous because Izzy's food blog is fantastic. And listeners, not only does she have amazing food photos, she writes recipes. Oh, thank you. I do hope I get a few more followers out of this. <laughs> oh, pressure's on. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> right. OK, how about some food questions? Sounds good. Okay, so what did you have for supper last night? Okay, I had a good dinner last night. I was pleased. Mm. So I would say, and I think this is the case with a lot of people who are interested in food, I'm at my happiest when I'm cooking for other people and I'm cooking for my friends. Yeah. It's special because I had, I'm basically, I've just come home from uni and it's not very often that we're all home at the same time, but I had like three of my best friends around and we had a nice uh, dinner together. But since everyone's gone to uni, everyone's become vegan and vegetarian. So I have to cater to that too now, which is a little bit more difficult. Mm. So I did a big, like, um, veggie curry night. Oh, nice. I did, yeah, this is good. I made an effort for them. I did um, a red lentil dal with loads of, like, coconut milk, coriander. Amazing. Did a roasted butternut squash and chickpea curry. Yum. It's very nice. And I did, what else did I do? I did a big roasted cauliflower. Have you ever had roasted cauliflower? Yes. It makes it so different. Like, I didn't used to really see why cauliflower was, you know, thought of as nice, but roasted. I roast it with this thing called, I'd never used it before, but it was rose harissa paste. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so good. And then nigella seeds all over it. And some fantastic. Lemon. Yeah, roast it for like 40 minutes. That was really nice. I did make something else. I made sagaloo as well. <gasps> wow. That was what nice. a feast. Yeah, but then I made pudding as well because I did want to talk about this. Because you have to have pudding, obviously. Yes. But it's difficult to make pudding when your friends are vegan because all the puddings are like a food with like butter and cream. Same. So there's this like magic chocolate mousse recipe, right, that Heston Blumenthal does. Oh, wow. On the, it's like, it's like a science experiment. It's literally amazing. So it's one ingredient chocolate mousse. So basically you get a bar of really dark chocolate, you pour boiling water into the dark chocolate, which you would never think to do, like actually into it. It melts, it goes thinner. You put that bowl over a bowl of iced water and you whisk it with an electric whisk and it just magically turns into like chocolate mousse. Wow. It's amazing. It, there's a video on it on the, I think it's on the Waitrose cooking channel is the recipe and it's so good. And I discovered it years ago, actually. I first did it for my food tech exam, GCSE food tech. And I did it with white <laughs> chocolate and it actually worked really well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, I would definitely recommend anyone with vegan friends or just anyone to make it because it is magic. Like you have a bar of chocolate and then you suddenly got a dessert for six people. Amazing. That is fantastic. Thank you for that. I'm so going to search that after this. Yeah. Um, and that feast sounds amazing. Oh, no, it was nice. And it was nice to all be together again. Nothing makes me more happy. Yeah. Friends, it was really nice. And when you said about having vegan and veggie friends, one of mm -hmm. my best friends is dairy free and veggie. So, 
so basically you go for vegan but she's not vegan um and I made this I can't remember the actual name of it which is really bad but um it was a mob pasta recipe Mm -hmm. and it was delicious it was like with roasted garlic and peppers and then it had flaked almonds and olives in it it was so delicious and I would definitely make it again although it is kind of time consuming because the sauce is the most important part you've got to roast the garlic yeah and the peppers in the oven so Mm. you've got all of that and then blitz it all um but it's so so delicious yeah Um, we were talking before the podcast started i need to get on more kitchen oh yeah (laughs) on their instagram but i don't believe their recipe books and it all sounds so amazing especially our recipe I feel like that's a drinking game for this podcast is how fast <laughs> into the episode we'll like mention mob yeah. uh, in the first few minutes. Well done, yeah. guys. <laughs> oh. yeah. No, and you said about a, dairy, um, a vegan pudding. Mm. I converted my favourite brownie recipe, which is by Nigella. Yeah. Um, and I just used dark chocolate, like vegan dark yeah super dark so it was all good and yeah. I totally recommend that because you've hardly changed anything yeah um and it's still absolutely delicious and I mean I've now just said my favorite one but if you are looking for a vegan brownie that mm. is like absolutely you can't get in any trouble because it's definitely vegan mm. um and you're making it for not just your friends is the Finch Bakery. They do a really good vegan brownie because my mum is egg-free and she yeah. hasn't had a like a really lovely brownie in years. Yeah. And I, when we were baking it, I looked at the top and I was like, that looks like a real brownie. Yeah. And I tasted it and it yeah. tasted exactly the same, just slightly um, like not not as sweet. Yeah. Um, Did you use cheese seeds? No, it was literally just all the good stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the only recipe I've ever used that was a vegan brownie is chia seeds, and you could kind of tell it was a bit chewy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not what you want. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me your meal from last night. That sounds epic. Okay, so what was your favourite kind of food when you were growing up? Okay, I thought about this when speaking to my mum about it. So I think my favourite type of food growing up was roast dinners, which I know Ooh. is quite- a classic just you know plain but I, the reason I like roast dinners is because it was the one time that we were allowed to help out in the kitchen and chop oh. things and you know try things out and I remember really enjoying that and being really interested in it and I do think it is part of the reason why I've become so obsessed with food now just being like so involved in it from an early age and then the other one of my favorite food growing up was I don't know if, you, if this is like a countrywide thing but did you have at school magic chocolate pudding uh do you mean is it chocolate pudding that was self-sourcing yeah and it was like it was actually made with bananas I think but I didn't realize this till a lot later on I've heard of it but I don't think I had it at school we might have I just yeah. don't remember it but I know what you're talking about it was famous it was literally famous like I think you'd have it like once every three weeks obviously it's <laughs> the best food and it, it would come after Wednesday roast at school and when the bell rang like everyone would be like it's magic chocolate pudding day like you <laughs> tray clean it was amazing and I still never made anything that is quite like magic chocolate pudding so it was such a treat when you're that age to have like a a big bit of cake at lunchtime really <laughs> absolutely I know there's such nostalgia about the puddings we had mm. when we were at school I just always remember um a sheet's cake yeah and then loads of custard 
it could have been chocolate custard it could have been jam sponge with normal custard anything it was just a lot of custard yeah I'm here for it did you have cornflake tart I remember having cornflake tart as well I think so but we definitely had it at home um I don't know if we had it at school and if we did I don't remember it um but that's also a great a great thing a staple yeah yeah and what kind of roast is your favorite it's roast chicken which I know is so basic but you really can't go wrong it makes the best gravy as well like chicken gravy is is really up there especially if you have like bacon on top of it so nice Uh, can't go wrong I like a roast chicken that's my favorite roast as well so I'm not judging you at all for that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just butter though, obviously. Always. <laughs> yeah, always. Everything's better with butter. <laughs> yeah. As Nigella would say. So As, yeah, she would, yeah. she would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your current favourite kind of food? Okay, I was thinking about this. I was, I've changed this even since this morning. My <laughs> favourite kind of food at the moment. I'm not gonna lie, it's avocado. I'm yeah. So upset. I feel like I never really joined the hype when it was like, oh, I just love avocado on toast for breakfast. But I literally can't eat anything else now for the whole last <laughs> of the <laughs> I would wake up, need avocado. Like, I think it's just more filling than just having like normal mm. toast. If you have like, it's, it's a special day, you might have like a bit of smoked salmon, a bit of bacon on it. It's so nice. Um, but also, I've been putting it loads in salad and I saw a recipe before I came on this podcast on Instagram I think it was Millie McIntosh she's a recipe and it was like avocado with Greek yogurt and lime blitzed and it makes like the most like creamy salad dressing that's obviously like still healthy and I really want to have that for lunch now it looked amazing really really nice yeah, that is definitely my current food obsession. The other day I woke up and I was like, I really want to obviously to start my day with avocado on toast. But the avocado was still hard. So I was like looking oh. on the internet, like, how do we make this ripe in <laughs> in around 30 seconds? If you chop an avocado and you take the stone out and put it in the microwave for a minute, it will go ripe. It will taste a bit cooked, but if you put lemon and stuff on it, it's still nice. Really? Yeah, if you ever need an avocado. If only you'd have told me that two days ago. Now you know. Well, now I know. Thank you very much for that tip. I um I had avocado on toast um yesterday for brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is when I'm lazy is yeah. salt, pepper, and sweet chili sauce because oh, you can't God. go wrong. Can't. Fantastic. Um, but if I'm actually going to put the effort in, um, it's usually my mum that does it. Who am I kidding? Um, yeah. <laughs> she'll put the effort in. She'll do it with all the lovely seeds and chorizo and that's fantastic all together oh and halloumi oh halloumi yeah yeah and smother it in um forelli hot sauce because that's banging yeah sounds like a cute combination but yeah (laughs) yeah well thank you for that i also fully agree avocado is fantastic and i do have half one left so i will probably have avocado toast for lunch (laughs) (laughs) okay so what is your current favorite place or restaurant to eat at okay it's a place it's not a restaurant so I've just left um York I'm at uni in York and um my favorite place to go which I was literally going to every single week towards the end of term is a place called Thai Season in the um Shambles Market and they do the best pad thai I've ever had in my life it's amazing it's kind of like sweeter than normal pad thai 
It's yeah. so delicious. You, they make it like just in front of you. Like like it takes five minutes them to make. And then my favorite thing to do is I take my pad thai. You can share it between like two people because they're such like generous portions. It like you can do this all the time with your friends. And I take it to Minster Gardens and sit and have my pad thai Minster Gardens. And it is my favorite thing to do. It just makes me so happy. So that is my favorite place at the moment. That sounds like a dream. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So good. Well, if I'm ever in York, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what kind of food did you used to dislike and now do like? I'm genuinely so nervous to say this. You know, I, <laughs> I'm so nervous. I feel like you might actually kick me off the podcast. But I promise I won't. No, no, you might. I don't like cheese. Oh, really? Exactly. That is crazy. It's all your podcasts I've listened to. Everyone's like, yeah, I just love cheese. Like, you even had a cheese man on the other Yes, day. we did have a cheese man. We had Perry from Run yeah. It and Ride. And he seemed really obsessed with it. But I don't like cheese. But when I went to uni, everyone was so outraged at the fact that I didn't like cheese. Everyone <laughs> tries to make me like it. So there are two cheeses I'll eat now, which is Parmesan. <laughs> it's just, like, salty. Like, it's nice on pass. I can yeah. It. It's nice. And a really creamy brie. This just kind of reminds me of butter. I'll have that on a cracker. And I like boar sandwich, but I don't even know if that counts. It's so full of garlic and herbs. I mean, that's a cheese. Yeah, well, I'll count it. But yeah, any cheese recommendations that aren't like strong, I'd be very grateful for because I do, I do want to start liking it. I'm really impressed by that. I thought you were just going to point blank say, no, I don't like cheese. No, I did used to be like that. But like I live with a lot of cheese lovers and they were very... Um, not agreeing with the fact that I wouldn't try it <laughs> I'm not judging you because one of my best friends that I've made on my master's course she mm-hmm. hates cheese yeah. and um I always take the mickey out of her um mm. but <laughs> on Friday we went to ZZ's for yeah. to just have a girls night the three of us and yeah. um, she ordered a cheeseless pizza and it looked like the driest thing ever. No, but they, you know, in Italy, if you go to Sorrento, there's a garlic and I think it's garlic and chili pizza, and that's like their most famous pizza, and that has no cheese on. Oh, I will not hear it because the Italians actually agree with cheeseless pizza, which is fair enough. I'm not I'm not fully judging. I just think it's funny, and I'm very shocked that you like brie if you don't like yeah, cheese. That's really, yeah, that's like cheesy cheese. Yeah. No, it's nice. It kind of reminds me of just, if it's very creamy, it just makes me think of butter. So I'm like, I'm fine with this. But mm. I think the reason I don't like cheese is like, it's a weird thing I have with like the process, like curds and whey. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, do you not think that's a bit disgusting? Or even like, you know, when people eat um, like blue cheese, it's like you're eating, you're eating moles. Like, how can that, how can you look at that and be like, that looks delicious. I really want to eat that. I mean, I don't really like blue cheese, so I'm yeah. not going, I'm not going to fight you on that at all. Yeah. I, I agree. But most cheese I love. So yeah. but yeah, thank you for that. I am very impressed you now like cheese. Well done to the people you live with that fully yeah. do into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so what is your current favourite vegetable? Okay, I've got two. It's okay. Yeah, always so green beans is like my number one like that is like in the uni shop you've got to buy green beans like every week so nice mm-hmm. with butter and salt yummy and then my other favorite is broccoli which everyone oh. seems to like broccoli like broccoli is just nice but I like broccoli like kind of overcooked in pasta with loads of garlic yeah and, olive oil and pepper is like the nicest combination ever 
that's a five o'clock eight from recipe I think I saw on Instagram and it's changed my life it's really nice Oh, I love broccoli and I've not done that. So I really need to do that when I'm allowed to so leave what the do house. You think, is it the normal broccoli or is it tender stem that you like more? <laughs> Tough question. <laughs> um, I'm going to controversially say tender stem. Yeah. Um, mostly because I like the texture more. Yeah, the end bit. Depends what mood I'm in, I think. Yeah, one. same. That's yeah. why I was like, there's a time and a place of those. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, speaking of broccoli, um, mm. I recently got Dominique's Kitchen um, by Dominique Wolf. It's a, a new cookbook. If you watch the um, Jamie Oliver Cookbook Challenge program, she was the oh, one who won it. Yeah. Um, and I saw her at the Good Food Show and I had a massive fangirl moment. Yeah. I was like, I love your recipes. I cannot wait to get your book. Um, she was so lovely and my mum was like stay there have a chat she popped over bought the book and then said Dominique would you sign this it's it's your birthday next week that's so nice um so I had the most lovely chat with her about cookbooks and cooking and basically all the Mm. stuff we're talking about today about how much we love food she's Mm. very much the same yeah there's a point to this story right so Mm. broccoli um in the cookbook, she has this broccoli dish that you can obviously have with loads of other things, which we did. Well, we had it with a barbecue the last time we made it. But I yeah. think I would eat it on its own. It's that nice. Yeah. It's um, a spicy peanut butter sauce on I chocolate. Saw, like, I think I saw it on Instagram. It looks amazing. Broccoli. Yeah. And it is so good. They look good. I, I think I could just eat that. Yeah. Just broccoli. Because... Yeah. It was fantastic. However, did go really nicely with chicken and really nicely with potatoes. So, well, you have the choice of either now. There you go. If you needed, if you needed another broccoli recipe, always looking for them. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in your opinion, what is an overrated food? Okay, yeah, I do know this. My overrated food is gnocchi. Really. Yeah, I don't understand why people like gnocchi. To me, it's just like a dense, heavy pasta. And I've tried making my own. I've tried eating it out. I've tried frying it. I've tried frying it because I saw on TikTok, do you remember in lockdown, everyone was frying their gnocchi and it looked like mini roast potatoes. I don't even like it like that. I think it's just the texture. Oh, really? Heavy. Because what do you put on it to make you like it so much? I love gnocchi because I like the texture. It's like really... It's like, as you say, it's just... um, more heavy duty pasta yeah. I yeah. love pasta yeah. so to me it's just more it's substantial just yeah. um, just like comfort food I guess yeah I so like I've had it with a vegetable tomato sauce so mm-hmm. loads and loads of veg I've had it with um, lots of a green veg sauce so blitzed yeah. up um, all sorts of summer greens which was delicious I had that in my favorite cafe in Cheltenham Woodcraft um, and I had that years ago and I'm still thinking about it that's how good it was oh, yeah you know it's good then and when I'm doing it for myself I usually boil it then pan fry it a little bit and then I just put pesto on it but fresh pesto and it's yeah, just I have, I have tried that it's so nice yeah. but so that's completely fair enough do you just yeah. not like it I just don't like the texture. Fair enough. It's just a no for me. <laughs> well, good. We shall see what the poll says. And I'm pretty sure you'll be in the 
majority. I'll be shocked if you're not. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Okay, and following on from that, what do you think is an underrated food? Again, I've got two. <laughs> oh, really? No way. Yeah. So Love it. It's so one of my most underrated food, I think, is fennel. I love fennel. Roast it with chicken. There's a good um, pasta. There's a prawn and fennel pasta recipe on waitrose.com. And that is really, really nice. Fennel seeds, I'm obsessed with as well, with sausage. If you put fennel and sausage on pizza, it's the nicest combination ever. It really is nice. Fennel soup, amazing. And the other one is a vegetable as well. And it's celeriac. Because I need to appreciate it because... It's so ugly. <laughs> like if you walk out in the shop, not thinking that, like, oh, that's going in my basket. Like it doesn't look nice, but it tastes so nice. And my favourite way to have celeriac is either in soup or you can make celeriac chips if you boil it and put oil and rosemary and things on it. They're really nice. But my favourite way ever to have celeriac is they only sell it, it seems to sell it in French supermarkets. So whenever I'm in Castle, we've got to get the... Uh, it's celeriac remoulade. I think that's how you say it. But you can't buy it anywhere in British supermarkets. Like I've literally looked everywhere. But there is a BBC Good Food recipe. And it's basically just like, to me, it's a nicer coleslaw. It's ah. like Dijon mustard, like creme fraiche with it. It's so nice. You can have it with sandwiches or salad and things like that. And that is my most underrated food. because I don't think enough people know about it, but it is really delicious. Very good answers. Personally, this is controversial. I don't like either of those. Not either. you have to have it but yeah i will i'll give it a go i try everything i just i think um fennel is too aniseedy for me um but i've had it in things as in in lots of lovely recipes and Mm. when it's not too overpowering i think it definitely adds a good flavor it's almost like celery but a bit stronger yeah definitely it does add a nice hint um celeriac i think i've had it in soup and in roasts maybe yeah my mum roasts it yeah so i think i've had it with things so again on their own i'd be like yeah. not for no. me but <laughs> in things i'd be like okay i'll yeah. try it yeah so thank you for those answers they were fab okay so who is your current favorite chef Okay, my current favourite chef, it hasn't changed in a long time. I found her in lockdown and it's Alex Hollywood. You know, Paul's Hollywood's, I think it's his ex-wife now, but she has her own Instagram account. She's got two cookbooks and they are amazing. Controversial, I would say far better than Paul Hollywood's recipes. I know, I know. But um, So she has two books. I think one's called like Cooking Tonight and one's called In My Kitchen or something. I might be wrong. But we don't really use recipe books in our house but we like them so much we literally cooked through them for all of wow. them i haven't had a bad recipe there are two of my favorite recipes which is an arabic lamb skewer and she does it with like shallot mayonnaise i think it's called and that is really really nice and then there's another one which is our absolute like family favorite and that's called bourbonnaise i think that's how you say it french is not my uh, strong point but it's basically like this big like seafood stew and it's got prawns mussels like anything you want put it in and then she puts saffron and orange peel in it and it is the best thing i've ever eaten it is my favorite thing in the world but my biggest thing that I love Alex Hollywood for is bread recipes because she has three bread recipes that are my favourite. <laughs> Controversially, because you've got Paul, but there's ciabatta, potloaf and baguette and they are so easy. You don't even need to knead them. A lot of them you just oh. like leave overnight and then you come back to them in the morning and they are so easy, but so delicious. It makes everyone think that you're a really good bread baker when really uh, 
just left, left its its thing. Well, thank you for that. I don't know if I've been living under a rock, but I didn't think I'd heard that name before. It might just not be in my stratosphere. Um, yeah. but it should be. So I've no yeah. idea where I've missed that. So thank you no, so yeah. much. And then there's she did during lockdown this like um, live series with someone called Lottie Duncan called Chop and Chat. It was so cute. So they just went live like every other week. And one of them would cook dinner and the other one would just like have a chat about what they were doing. And then they'd swap the next week and they'd be in the other kitchen doing it. It was the nicest thing ever to watch. Really do recommend both of them actually. Now I'm sad I didn't think of that. I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Series five, that might be what yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for that. I'm so going to give her a talk later. Yeah, you have to. Okay, so what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? Okay. Right, this is controversial. So I do have a lot of recipe books, but I'm not like. I feel like I'm quite lazy in terms of I don't like measuring things out. So I'll look for them for inspiration. I'll flick through. Like I do like as just an activity, just like looking through recipe books. So do I. But I don't follow the recipe like to the exact. I take inspiration from it. But with baking, I guess it's a bit different. So my favourite recipe at the moment is one from, I think it's called the Gourmet Traveller blog. And it's a really nice poppy seed bagel recipe because I didn't used to be that into bagels I feel like the shop bought ones are quite like dry and chewy they can be mm. but these ones are like the most light like almost like fluffy bagels ever they're amazing and they taste just like the ones I had the best bagel of my life it was in I think it's called Bagel Man in Brighton when I went to visit one of my uni friends and it's called a CBA bagel and it's chicken avocado which obviously we know I like <laughs> and bacon in this poppy seed bagel it's the best thing ever and I was just so obsessed with recreating I tried loads of poppy seed bagels recipes and that was my favourite ah. so yeah very much recommend that so easy as well I think it takes like an hour to make which is unusual for bread I'm impressed with the amount of bread recipes you've yeah, recommended. I am a fan of bread. I like making bread. It's my little thing at the moment. <laughs> That's so interesting. I I don't really make bread. I'm a massive baker. I love yeah. to bake, but yeah. bread is not a thing that I straight go to. Um, yeah. Apart from, I did enjoy when my mother and I made hot cross buns at Easter. Mm. That was great. Yeah. And also, it was quite cold for some reason. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but um, I was doing my assignments for my second semester. And um, I had to, we didn't have a proving drawer at home. I don't know many people. And I'm impressed. Every time, if I went to someone's house and they had a fabulous kitchen, they were like, we have a proving drawer. I'd be like, Um, so, but we don't. So I was sat at my uh, kitchen table and I was just typing away. I was like, Mm. how am I going to get this bread to warm up? So Mm. I just put it under my jumper for a few hours. Oh my God, that's a good idea. I mean, I've seen it worked. It worked. Yeah, it does. Well, it's the warmth from you. Yeah, I know. That bread. But I I remember I saw on Instagram, someone tucked it into bed once. (laughs) Keep it warm, which I thought was quite a good idea. Why not? I love that. That's amazing. It's nice. Yeah. No, I don't have a proving drawer. My grandparents have a, um, what was it called? It's like a plate warming drawer. Oh, yeah. I put it in there. But no, we don't have anything like that. So I think I just put it in a radiator normally. <laughs> yeah, no, for some reason we didn't have the radiators on. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yeah. 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 Do we but, do? yeah. 
<laughs> right, this is probably a controversial question, but I'm now really intrigued. What's your favourite kind of bread? My favourite kind of bread? Okay, so either like a really nice, fresh baguette. Mm-hmm. I'm into baguette at the moment. I'm trying to make a baguette recipe where like you can just do it overnight and then bake it in the morning. That would be my ideal. I would love that. But my other favourite type is probably garlic and rosemary for catcher. Oh, yeah. I read that like twice a week. It's, it's so nice and it never goes wrong. You can just, you know, yeah. really nice. Yeah. I really want to catch now. Catch now, yeah. <laughs> With loads of salt. Yeah, always loads of salt. Loads of garlic as well. Mm. Yeah. Right, well, now I just want bread. Okay, so controversial question. Yeah. Which is your favourite ring on the hob? See, I knew this instantly. I didn't even <laughs> think about this. But it is different at home and at uni. So at home we have this big like range master like cooker thing. So there's there's four hobs on the left hand side and one on the right. And I always yeah. use the one on the right because I like space and it's the biggest one and you don't have to wait like, you know. I like a hob with flames. I don't like the induction things because I can't see like picture what I'm doing. Agreed. Yeah, and when I went to uni, they were all induction. I was so confused. Like, I don't understand what temperature I'm meant to pick. And then the one at uni, in our uni house, we had quite a bad kitchen. And it was on the right back one was my favourite. But purely because it's literally the only one that worked. If you put more than one hob on at uni, it trips the electricity. And once I was making a roast dinner and I had to switch the electricity Um, back on 17 times, which was frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my favourite because it's the only one that works. Oh, you're a great friend to have if you're making a roast dinner. Gotta, yeah, I will persevere for my roast dinner. I, I think I did it twice at uni because it was it was a difficult like because you know at home you could probably make a roast in like a couple of hours. At uni, I was like, right, guys, I'm gonna make a roast today. Thought it'd be ready by lunchtime. Like at seven p.m., we sit down to our roast because the oven is so small. We've got to take stuff out, put it back in. Like, it, yeah, I say it was worth them. I'm still <laughs> impressed. I've never made a roast myself. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. Controversial. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get my dad into cooking at the moment, and the one thing that he wants to learn how to make is a roast. I think we'll take it slowly. <laughs> it's <is> so <laughs> stressful. It is quite stressful. Keeping everything warm. I always find like things are ready at different times, and then it's, I know. Like, it's ruined. That's, that's why I'm really impressed you made one at uni. Yeah. What's well, going to be done if you want your roast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a great person to live with. <laughs> Okay, so for the final meal. Yeah, oh, final, okay. Oh, notes. Oh, I should have got notes. <laughs> right, okay, so it's your final meal ever. You have no boundaries on how much you can eat. What yeah. will you be having and why? So, what's your starter or starters yeah. of choice? Okay, well, there's starters, obviously, not just starters. Like, yeah, so I, I definitely want prawns. I'm obsessed with prawns. I want them with I'm very demand. I want them with garlic and chili. <laughs> I like but it. I, but I was t- I was listening to this thing on Instagram the other day, and I was I was thinking this is so true. Garlic and chili prawns, but I don't want the shells on them because it's so yeah. annoying. Like how I just never understood how people just like delicately take off the shell. I literally had to go in my hands and take them off. Like I can't yeah. do it. Someone yeah. the other day was, was talking and they were saying it was like prawn admin. <laughs> I don't agree with prawn admin. I just want to eat the prawn. So I'd have my prawn and then I'd have that with a side of like for catch or a nice bread or something to like dip in the sauce. And then I also have to have calamari as well. I love calamari. It's a staple. And like garlic, mayo sort of yeah. thing. That would be very nice. That would be my starters. Very seafood. 
yeah I love seafood it's my favorite well good that's some great answers so what drink are you having oh yeah with your starters with my starter I, I've become obsessed recently with have you heard of a Hugo spritzer yes so nice and so, so like nice. fresh I feel like it's just really good for summeriness mm. so I have that and also I like how it's like got a bit prosecco and so it feels a bit special it's my last meal like, I have to celebrate <laughs> so I yeah. have minty and elderflower and that would be a nice way to start my meal I think absolutely that's great start Okay, so what are you having for your main or mains of choice? Okay, my main is just one because it's the only thing I always look for in menu is um, seafood linguine. I love linguine, but it has to have like clams in it as well, of like mussels, prawns. My favorite sound in the world, like this is so like niche, but my favorite sound in the world is you know when you like get pasta and it's got clams in and stuff, like the sound of like the rattle of like the the shells going together. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> It reminds me of holidays, like it's the nicest sound ever. So that's what I'd have for my main. But for my drink, I'd, I'd really like a glass of like really nice, like cold, dry white wine. I couldn't tell you the name of one that I would like because I'm not very good with wines, but just I want it to be like not too sweet, very cold with my seafood linguine. Nice. I am not going to comment on wine because I have no idea. I try. Um, Is it nice? Yes, I like it. Must be good. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is this delicious? Uh, I'll have some more. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I could see your face kind of glaze over whilst you're talking about the seafood linguine. Yeah. Is there a specific memory of where this yeah. is from? So there's one in Sorrento. I think it was called, it was a restaurant called, I think it was called Emily's or something. That might be wrong. And it was just literally like by the sea. And it was like so perfect. Like I think in the, like it was run by a like Italian grandma and she made it. And it was just like the most perfect holiday experience ever. So nice. It really got me into seafood linguine. And now yeah. I'm trying to make it at home. Good good restaurant what is he cooks for seafood linguine actually <laughs> oh good yeah yes oh, we love life. it <laughs> always yeah always what have we done that'll be linked don't worry <laughs> okay so what sides are you having okay sides tender stem broccoli yeah I think I'm in the mood for that we were talking about that earlier and then also a new side that I like are polenta chips Ooh. you like polenta chips so I've, I had- if I've tried them yeah, no, so I've had them a few times. The first time I had them, I didn't like them because they were kind of stodgy. And I was like, why? Like, why do people like these? But I had them again. Like, and it's like the gnocchi. It's like gnocchi all yeah, over again. Gnocchi. It is like gnocchi all over again. But then I tried them again, which maybe is what I need to do with gnocchi. But <laughs> I did a restaurant and they were kind of thinner and they were much crispier and they were delicious like that. So I do like them now. And I think that would be a very good side mm. to have. Very nice. Yeah. With garlic aioli or something like that. Yum. Yeah. And what drink are you having with your sides? I haven't even thought of that. I'll say a margarita. Strong. Margarita. The salt. Oh, the salt. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh. Breaks up the meal a bit. Definitely. And what pudding or puddings are you having? Okay, lots of pudding, please. <laughs> so there's three. The first one is chocolate tart. Like, I just love chocolate tart. It's got to have, like, a digestive biscuit base with, like, really salty butter. I think that just goes so well with chocolate. And then I would have 
very specifically, I had this um, treacle pudding, like golden syrup pudding, um, when I went around to my family friend's house at Christmas, and it was literally the nicest thing I've ever had. I had like three portions of it. I've tried to make it <laughs> throughout this year, and I can't make it taste the same. Most of the time when I make a treacle pudding in like a pudding basin dish as well. Yeah. I'm so impatient. I'm like, right, it's ready now. Put, like take it out, it'll be raw in the middle. So I've had to start doing mini ones so that I can just eat them quicker. So I'd have a treacle pudding with some cream or something like that, obviously. And then what was my final one? Oh, yeah, my final one. This is luxurious because it's the last meal. But I'd have, very specifically, at the Ivy, they do this um, creme brulee. <gasps> yes! And it comes in, like, the copper, like, like serving dish. It's like a small frying pan. And it's amazing. I, I it's didn't realize so that delicious. So I went to the Ivy for my birthday last year, and one of my friends ordered it. And I was like, oh, can I just, like, try a bit of that? I'm like, thanks. And then it was the nicest thing ever. And now it's, like, my new obsession. And yeah. I'm make it again a new year because I was like well we have to have it like so me and my mum made this creme brulee but then we I think our blowtorch had run out of batteries or something <gasps> so like, oh no it's fine we'll put it under the grill no never do that with creme brulee it was, yeah. it was so horrible and my mum was like offended like you won't eat my creme brulee you don't like it do you but it's like it, was, it wasn't what I remembered it needs to be cold and it needs to be crispy on top mm-hmm. yeah it would be that definitely I need to my drink, don't I? I yeah. think for my drink, I'd, I'd always finish with an espresso martini. I love espresso martinis. Me and it too. goes so well. Like, it's got vanilla vodka and everything. It goes well with desserts. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I mean, this is... I'm not supposed to do this, but mm-hmm. I'll go off topic if I can. Mm-hmm. It's still on topic. I'm just supposed yeah. to ask you the questions. Um, <laughs> so, for... You were talking about chocolate um, tarts. I have yeah. a chocolate tart. Oh yeah. That I know you're thinking this person's not a chef. Um but so I don't know if you remember the YouTuber Tanya Burr. Oh my god, I think you're gonna talk about this next. Yeah, okay, go on, go on. Right, so her cookbook, Tanya Bakes, is actually one of my go-tos. That's good, isn't it? I was literally gonna talk about this in my biscuit question. Really? Right. Sorry, spoiler alert. We'll get we'll get back to that then. Um, But she has a a chocolate torch recipe in there that's with uh, I think it's bourbon biscuits and then sea salt on top nice yeah so good and my mother has made it for so many a barbecue that we've been to and it's always a hit yeah and secondly creme brulee at the ivy I 1000% think mm. it's one of the best creme brulees I have ever had if not the best creme brulee so vanilla-y like you can actually see like the vanilla bean pod bits in it so nice and I think I've had it twice I had it once when it was my friend's 21st birthday and we went for cocktails and pudding how great yeah. is that I did that on my birthday yeah didn't go for the meal went for the meal somewhere else and I was like yeah she oh, just have pudding and co-? like so luxurious such a nice thing to do yeah definitely agree with that yeah and then I also went from my my graduation was delayed, blah blah blah, COVID. Yeah. Um, and then, so in November we went for um, graduation lunch at the Ivy yeah. with my parents, my grandparents, and yeah. I said um, to my father, "I was like, I will let you try some of my pudding." He loves creme brulee. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a pudding sharer. I love no, it. No. So that would never happen. And he yeah. was like, "It's amazing. Oh, it is fantastic." I'm like, so "Yeah." Yeah, it is. yeah. So I and that's agree. Spoonful, so put the spoon down now, please, because it's all mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So, I mean, I think I know the answer to this question. Yeah. 
will you be partaking in a cheese board? Okay, so I'm actually gonna say yes. <gasps> what? Yeah, you wouldn't think so, would you? I'll have mostly have crackers and butter. Okay. We have some wine when I just sit and watch everyone else enjoy the cheese. But I want to yeah. try a little bit of the cheese because I, I, well, I do want to get into cheese. So I won't <laughs> be like excited by it, but I, I'll consider it a need. I'll try a little bit because it is my last day on earth. Like you're not really gonna. <laughs> leave without having that experience are you (laughs) I love that (laughs) okay and what drink are you having to end the whole meal drink I don't even know I know it's a big question I'll have another espresso martini they really are my favorite it's a good way to end I think they're so good they are so good well your final meal sounds amazing so thank you so much for telling me no problem (laughs) <laughs> okay right so biscuit of the week so what biscuits have you been eating this week you always know this don't you because i've just been saying so i made on monday the tanya burr cookies because do you remember them they were such an obsession when we were like 14 watching youtube it yeah you go and make these cookies you'd see it in the zoella like vlogmas you'd always yeah them, but you'd never have the stuff at home because it had like big bars of cabries in it and stuff but they are my favorite ever i think in her recipe she puts dark chocolate milk chocolate white chocolate and dime bars in i only use cadbury and white chocolate but loads of it and they are so good and i always make them the size of my hand wow but they have to be huge and i've made them quite a lot recently and they are my favorite biscuits ever and if you leave them just like a few minutes when they go out the oven the chocolate's still melted like me and my sister we eat them with spoons Mm. so that we can still get to the melted chocolate it's the best thing ever yeah yeah 10 out of 10 biscuit but then normally like in just normal like I like a dark chocolate digestive very specific nice. dark chocolate they're nice and then there's another I was when I was thinking of this question yesterday there's a biscuit that gives me really nice memories and it, they're called muddy bear biscuits and I used to get them when I was much younger and used to get them there's this like farm shop we used to go to Chatsworth like for day trips and stuff and they sell these muddy bear biscuits and they're just like chocolate butter biscuits with little chocolate chips in and they're the nicest thing ever and they just give me good memories of nice picnics and things so I'd have fun yeah and what do you rate each of those out of 10 well Tanya Burr is like obviously an 11 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a dark chocolate digestive like some days I'm like wow really 10 out of 10 some days I'm like 7 out of 10 but I wouldn't go any lower than that and then uh muddy bear biscuit I'd probably give like an 8 but the reason I give an 8 and not a 10 is because when you have them now they're like never as good as you remember yeah you know what I mean like you've built it up so much that it's like not not up to that special standard but they are still very nice so yeah thank you Harsh, but fair, i think <laughs> yeah i like that you've really considered it i have considered it considered okay. it yeah. <laughs> um i've not tried those tiny bear cookies biscuits. you have to you have i to. haven't and i will yeah but Mm. I'm going to ask you, have you tried a James Patisserie NYC cookie? No, I haven't. But I've, I've heard of these and they do right. look really nice. Okay, so in lockdown, as many mm. people did, we just turned to baking and cooking. But I already did that. Baking yeah. is my thing. If I'm overwhelmed mm. or I just have that free time, I so would make. If you're overwhelmed, like my mum always used to say, I remember like during GCSE's nail levels, be like, God, she's cooking again. Like, must be a uh, being Italian. <laughs> 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 but 
Yeah, yeah no. I'm known for baking whenever I have free time, but especially if I'm really nervous for something. Yeah. If I had a presentation for a job thing a while mm. ago, yeah. years ago, yeah. and I made three separate bakes before. Wow. wow. Yeah, I'd prepped yeah. it in my brain. Yeah. But I was so nervous that I couldn't mm. think about it anymore and I just had to bake. Yeah. I oh, right. The reason I was talking the, about the James Patisserie cookies is what you're talking about. That's what I was talking yeah. about. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. That's my brain for you. Um, James Patisserie, I love yeah. her. I think yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah. And oh, I remember what I was talking about now. So in lockdown, cookies. Yeah. I yeah. thought um, the BBC Good Food. There was mm-hmm. a cookie recipe on there that I was obsessed with, and I was like, "This is the best cookie recipe ever." Until yeah. I tried. James Patisserie NYC cookies. Yeah. They are sensational. They yeah. wow. I've never tried a creme or cre- cream cookie. I'm, whatever, yeah. creme London. I've never tried those. Wow. But it's what I imagine they mm. taste like because yeah. they have a perfectly crisp bottom. Yeah. And then they are, you put them in the freezer so they keep all fluffy and gooey in the middle and they're just mm. so delicious and yeah. the only thing I would say which I I know people will be like if you love her why are you critiquing I'm not critiquing no. I'm no. saying I put 100 grams less of chocolate in really? otherwise I would put 100 grams more in I think ah well mm-hmm. if you see a James Patisserie recipe yeah. she's very much like us and likes chocolate yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of chocolate yeah. so I and I almost feel like you can't always taste the cookie and because yeah. this cookie is so good you yeah. almost want more of it mm-hmm. um but yeah totally worth the effort because I used to think why put them in the freezer or the fridge yeah. so much this more time about I can't I'm so impatient like even you know when they're like so put the shortbread in the fridge for 40 minutes no it's going in the oven because I want to have it now. Well, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah no. no totally worth it and yeah. um, I recommend this the normal NYC cookies yeah. and especially the ginger and white chocolate ones they are so nice fantastic. I, do, I, do, I really like a ginger nut actually I'd add that to my list oh yeah. yeah being a ginger myself I do think that a ginger nut is very nice yeah both ginger both ginger <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> All the good people are, yeah. Jane's a ginger as well. Jane's pretty. Really, it must be a thing. Makes you a good cook. A lot of people have said I look like her, but I think it's just the hair. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Bit gingerous there. Yeah, I know, I know. But one day when her <laughs> when her new cookbook comes out in August, which I've obviously pre-ordered because I love her. Um her cookbook is really good, by the way. If you're a baking yeah. fan. Yeah. totally recommend I'll look into it um but yeah no I pre-ordered her cookbook and I've already got plans of trying to do my hair exactly how she does hers and then put pull up being like oh my friend's crazy or do I actually look like her like her. yeah well can't wait to see it right so yeah thank you for telling me sorry I went on a tangent no no I enjoyed it <laughs> right okay so do you have any local businesses or food businesses or any local places yeah. that you would like to give a shout out to yeah I've got two so I've got one in York which is I said earlier where I go to uni it's called Nola and it mm-hmm. is the best like I think I, I read on their website I think they, they're like Cajun inspired but they also like take inspiration from around the world and it's like a tapas like small place small plate place 
Um, very specifically from Nola, they have this dish called gumbo. Have you ever had gumbo? No. So nice. It's like uh, it's like almost like a stew. I think it's like originates like a Creole stew, and it has prawns, chicken, and this like spicy sausage in it, all in like this dark roux sauce. And we went uh, to Nola for my friend's birthday, and we got loads of different plates. And isn't it so classic when everyone's just so drawn to one thing? Yeah. Like scraping out this gumbo, it's amazing, and so that's what got me into gumbo. And there's also a good recipe if you want to like recreate it. If you can't go to York because those you know, might not live there. And it's by Dara McGrady, you know, like the royal chef. He does a good gumbo recipe, and it does taste pretty similar. So there's that. And then at home, there's a place called um, Pudding Pantry in Nottingham, and they do the best pancake stacks ever. So nice, and really good coffee as well. So those are my two big recommendations, I think. Well, thank you for those. If I go to either of them, I will definitely take a a trip there. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, trust me, Amber. No problem. This is probably putting you on the spot, but do you have any um, What Izzy Cooks recipes that you really, really want to shout out at this very moment in time? It's probably controversial but I say the seafood linguine recipe definitely oh my gosh my favorite recipe perhaps on my website is um my steak and ale pie it is the best steak and ale pie ever and I used um do you remember bake off a few years ago I think her name is I can't pronounce her last name it's Nancy Burthwistle oh yeah Instagram and her hot water crust pastry is the best thing ever and I put that on top of the pie and that is one of my favorite recipes so go and look at that those are my two top favorites I think and that leads me perfectly to so where can people find you so people can find me on at what cooks on instagram or what is my blog where you can see all my recipes and my photos and everything so yeah go and check it out <laughs> absolutely and as i said at the beginning of the podcast i don't understand why izzy isn't famous yet because she does all the things she does the photos the recipes and all of the fun things that i like to look at on social media and online so yeah everyone go check her out she'll be linked absolutely everywhere oh thank you thank you so so much for coming on the podcast I've absolutely loved chatting about all things food Um, oh no it's a pleasure I really really enjoyed it and I no doubt will be in your dms very soon so, yeah, please do. Please chatting all things food. Send me some recipes. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Bye. How fabulous was that episode with Izzy? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was so, so lovely to chat with her about all our food faves and food memories and the amount of baking. And I'm very impressed with her bread skills. Um, I'm just impressed with her altogether. If you haven't already given Izzy a follow or a little stalk, she is what Izzy Cooks on Instagram and on her website, and both will be linked in the description of this episode. So go and have a look. And as I have said multiple times on this episode and to Izzy, I don't understand how she's not already famous, meaning I don't know how she's not. I don't know, got 150,000 followers already because she makes her own recipes, she cooks all sorts of lovely food and she's just a very gorgeous human being to talk to. So if you like the sound of that and you're not already a follower of Izzy, I totally recommend. 
And thanks again to Izzy for coming on the podcast. It was so lovely to have her. Continuing with the thank yous. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of Butcher Baker Podcast Maker. It means the world to me that you've listened to this episode. If you are a new listener and you would like to hear more, there are over 60 episodes that you can listen back to. And then the episodes for series four come out fortnightly. So you can subscribe if you would like. And then you will get the episode in your podcast app as soon as it comes out. So thank you so much in advance. If you would like to see and hear more about and all of the fun stuff surrounding this podcast, why not follow Butcher Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. And also, please, 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 if you haven't already, thank you if you have, um, check out the website for the podcast, butcherbakerpodcastmaker.com. There is so much going on there now. Um, There's lots of blog posts, so if you like a little read once in a while, that's always fun. And then on the Instagram, I'm putting a lot more effort in at the moment not that I didn't before but you know just got some inspiration at the moment to create more content specifically for the podcast so if you want to check that out on the Instagram please do the links will be in the description and if you have listened to this episode and you enjoyed it um, and you would like to spare a minute maybe less than a minute on Apple and Spotify now, you can review podcasts, so you can give it a rating and a little message. And if you could do that, that would be fabulous because then it helps more people know that this podcast exists. And that would be a very lovely of you if you could spare the time. No worries if you can't. I just thought I would give that little reminder if you are feeling like you'd like to. Thank you. So, for cookbooks of the last two weeks, we have Tanya Bakes by Tanya Burr. Um, As we talked about in this episode, there are several lovely recipes, and if you'd like to see what they look like being created, baked, um, check out the Instagram and the website to see those. And the second cookbook of the fortnight is Five Ingredients by Jamie Oliver. Um, They have gone up this last week, just gone. So if you'd like to see that content, check out the Instagram because then you can see all of the good stuff about that cookbook and the fabulous recipes that are in there. Um, And there will be a blog post going up about how much I love that cookbook and that's why it's cookbook of last week. Okay, and now for one of my favourite parts that I've added to series four is album of the... I'm going to say fortnight because these episodes are coming out every other Sunday. So, yes, so the album of the fortnight is Life Is Yours by Foles. I have been a Foles fan for many a year. Their new album is fabulous. It has all the vibes and I know that the last few episodes I have just been recommending indie albums. I do have other genres. um, And if we are going to go into that, I will tell you, as in go into another genre that I've been loving, because I have very eclectic music taste. 
So I just thought I'd add this in if you aren't a fan of indie music and you'd like more of a dance. Um, I have also been loving, whilst it's been sunny, and in the gym especially, is um, About Last Night, which is a new album by Mabel. If you like a club tune, or you like Mabel, it's so good and perfect for summer. So there you go. There's two recommendations and you didn't even know you were getting one. So, yeah, check those out. Also, thank you so much for putting up with my voice on the last two recordings. Um, I had COVID the week that I recorded both of those episodes and I was quite ill. I wasn't too ill, but you can definitely hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my voice hearing it back. I don't know if you noticed it. Hopefully it wasn't too distracting, but there you go. Thanks for putting up with the COVID snotty voice, which is a gross way of saying it, but it was. Anyway, I hope you're all well and I hope you have a lovely day and a lovely rest of your week or start your week or whenever you're listening to this. I hope you're having a great time and I will speak to you soon. Bye! Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat.